Hello and welcome to Troy Talk, a podcast going through the entire discography of Australian pop sensation Troy Savan, one song at a time. And in today's episode, we are going to take a look at Paper Cut. Get the bandages ready, stay tuned, and thanks for listening. There we are, it's episode two. I am sick, but I won't let that stop me because today I have an amazing guest for this episode of Troy Talk. Her name is Amy. She's... I can't think of a word that rhymes with Amy. Amy! (laughs) Wow, I fucked that up. Amy, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm really sad to hear that you're sick. Is it? Are you? Uh, I did a COVID test today, and it I was, was about to negative. Say, do you have the Rona? That's the first. Do not question. have the Rona. Okay, Honestly, good, I kind of wish I had the Rona because then at least I got the uh, got the antibodies. Because I'm not getting vaccinated anytime soon. In uh, oh, well, I, I got Germany. my first shot because I teach. So, haha. <laughs> yeah, <mine>, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it. Amy, me in the arm. Don't care. <laughs> this is. Most people, or any everybody listening to this will uh, not know that uh, not only are you the first ever guest on Troy Talk, you were also the first ever guest on the other podcast that I do that has nothing to do with Choice of Answer. We will not mention it here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I and, feel like you have a thing for me, Yogi. Yeah. I'm your yeah, first which just The universe just keeps... You never forget your keeps, first, Yogi. Yeah. But it's fitting <laughs> because today's song, Paper Cut, is a collaboration between the German music artist Zed and Australian pop sensation Troy Sivan. And I love Troy Sivan. You are a uh, fan of Zed, is that fair uh, to say? Yes, I, I enjoy quite a few of their songs and I'm a fan of EDM in general. So, hmm. yeah. Not as well, much as hip-hop. Um, if if we can go ahead and go into the plugs. Um, <laughs> I'm So I am a uh, I am a dork podcaster. So I do a lot of geeky stuff. Um like Game of Thrones, His Dark Materials, Avatar The Last Airbender. But I also randomly have a blog about Chinese hip-hop because I am a PhD student of Chinese literature. So I translate the lyrics for all of you, and I write about them, and I write about the Chinese rap scene in general. It has been a year since I have written on it. I want to get back to it. But when you mentioned this talking about music, I was like, I have to plug my Chinese, you know, hip hop blog. That's all I got. Those are my qualifications. So yeah, now that you plugged it, you have to do it again. Yeah, I know. Now that people actually, and I actually got an email from WordPress yesterday of someone liking a post. I'm like, people are are actually reading this. I just don't know who they are because I mean, it's the fandom communities, the dork communities are very defined, but right. but I don't. In, a, in 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 English specifically, not in Chinese. Anything written in English, anything about Chinese rap in general, there's not really a fan base around it like there is in China. So I have no idea who these people are, but I hope they enjoy my my takes on Chinese rap. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are some people uh, out there who will appreciate your uh, your no doubt fascinating analysis. And... <laughs> but yeah, if, so listeners, if you're a hip hop fan in general, uh, I do right to a western audience i do not assume that you know anything about chinese rap because most people don't i sure unless, don't unless they are chinese rap fans very true well yes but my other stuff all of my nerd stuff you can search me at amy blackfire a-e-m-y blackfire with a y and that's where you can find all of my geeky stuff oh yeah we're gonna and put I that will, we're gonna put uh, that yes, link in, down that. in the description <laughs> all the things in the description 
Yes. So, but before we get started, before we get into the song Paper Cut, uh, there's some corrections I need to make because uh, my first episode was my first episode. Nobody's perfect. I, I I did not research some things properly. And so I no one pointed it out because no one listened to it. But I still feel compelled to uh, properly acknowledge my, my failure. So, first of all, I talked about the uh, the song For Them, which was a song that Troy sung when he was like 12 to raise money for homeless children. And I pointed out how cringy and terrible the lyrics are. And I said that uh, in his defense, he wrote it when he was 14 or something. But it turns out he didn't write it at all. It was written by an adult, which does make it kind of embarrassing. It was written by a guy called Anthony Johnson. So Anthony Johnson, uh, not a big fan of those lyrics, sorry to say. Um, but it's not Troy's fault. So, And it kind of fits because today's lyrics also weren't written by Troy Sivan. And then uh, the other thing, I said that uh, Troy Sivan was part of the We Are the World 25 for the Haiti earthquake. And then I talked about how I don't like it when celebrities do stuff like that because they should just give people money. Um, but in, in fact, he was not part of the uh, We Are the World 25. He was only part of the, uh, the YouTube version, which was a bunch of YouTubers doing like the same thing. But they were not celebrities, so it's fine. And then my last and mo perhaps most embarrassing mistake is that I said that I was 21 when I am, in fact, 22. So I don't know how I fucked that up, but I did. And did, uh, there we did are. Did you have a birthday recently or something? Uh, no, my birthday was like last year in September. It's just with the Rona going on. Yeah, you time know? Is, is relative. Um, yeah, it's meaningless right now. Well, congrats, I guess, on being 22. I don't enjoy your Thanks. early 20s while they last. Hangovers are so yeah. much more tolerable than in your yeah, late 20s in your true. late 20s it really hits you hard so you you just uh, enjoy yourself i just miss i just miss getting drunk i'm gonna do it again once the pandemic is over um yeah so that's that and now that we've moved past my my silly mistakes we are going mm -hmm. to move on to troy savant's silly mistakes because there are some what i like to call troy news it's a new segment that i just made up because uh, between last episode and today's recording, there was some some events in the Troy Sivan fandom, the fandom community that I myself have dubbed the Spuds for reasons that you can listen to in episode one. But you don't have to call it that, Amy, if you don't want to. And the, okay, the first <laughs> issue that we have was something that I and like three other people on Twitter that I follow have dubbed Nipplegate. And uh, we have to address Nipplegate because it, it caused quite the stir on the timeline. So, Amy, I'm going to fill you in on this because you okay. are... Uh, give, give me all the juicy hot tea. You know nothing. Here. Um, I know nothing. I, I, that's the thing is I'm, I'm here because I like EDM and because I'm Yogi's friend. <laughs> so I don't really know much about Troy or anything. So tell me everything. Right, 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 right. So what happened was uh, Troy Sivan posted a uh, picture of his like left boob on his Instagram. And there was some like we weird red light going on. And that's about it. And people thought he was uh, announcing some kind of new album or something because of the the lightning the light the lighting situation going on and people said the lighting was similar to uh, like the the album art of some sort of album so people were like oh my god are we getting new music videos? Are we getting new this? Are we getting new that that but the the one aspect that I felt was uh, criminally under um, discussed is that nipple is weirdly far to the to the to the left yeah is he so I'm looking at the picture right now 
and listeners, I suggest you do the same so that you can fully appreciate <laughs> our discussion of Nipplegate. I, it is, it is, first of all, it's perky. Good for you. And second of all, it's, it's skewing ever most, it's like pointing to the left, like it's giving directions. And I don't understand, like, he must, is he, he must be angling his chest to the left. That's the only thing way that this makes sense otherwise i think he needs to consult a doctor yeah like i i i don't want to sound creepy but i have seen a lot of pictures of him shirtless and i never i've never felt no, that his you totally haven't looked... then shared them with your friends so that you can thirst together that doesn't sound like you i never do that never how dare you but um yeah you know i just to me when i watched it it just looked like maybe the sun was coming at a weird angle and he just happened to not have his shirt and then he took a selfie and yeah. people went nuts because they're, 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 the 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 choice of on fandom is hurting they are craving any kind of new content so they, they all got their right now. they all got um, their tinfoil hats on and and there we are but yeah i think it's just he hasn't you know released a horny rona album like ariana grande that's weird no well, he did release uh, he did release some music videos that he filmed on like his laptop in his house because he's not allowed to leave. And in one of them, it's just him standing around in his underwear, and he added a whole bunch of color filters and uh, is it grain. just because of the Rona, or is he has he been kidnapped and trapped? No, it is because home? of the. I hope it's because of the Rona. Okay, I was and, like, if he's um, under house arrest. Hmm. It must be because that nipple is criminal. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. But speaking speaking of horny coronavirus, it's because it's because. Uh, <laughs> Even though he added all this distortion and color, you can cl- very clearly see the the outline of his ball sack in the, uh, the 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 underwear that he's wearing. And I watched it, and I was like, "Is that allowed on YouTube?" I hope it's allowed. Uh, but we yeah, need I to mean, normalize you know, yeah. the balls, people. This is an important <laughs> normalize feminist the, campaign the that I ball have. outline. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that. That's that. That's Nipplegate dealt with. And then the other one that we had was. Uh, I was in this new thing that they have on Twitch. I called the the space, where it's like, like a chat, like a voice chat room, and I was in one, and suddenly people started freaking out because for the first time since Valentine's Day, Troy Sivan went on Twitter and he tweeted, "Who wants to fight?" And everyone was like, "What do you mean?" And 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 then you know people were like, "I'll fight you," and then he posted a video of himself where he like swings his fists at the camera and he's also wearing some kind of tote bag and it was just really strange uh-huh and i i, I, I yeah make of that what you will so... is he announcing a new album called fight <laughs> or, or tote bag yeah. i don't know or fight does he tote love bag. messing with his audience who is content deprived probably I, uh, you know, and you could always chalk it up to the Rona Loco because there's SNL had a skit about going crazy during quarantine. So, you know, yeah, he could, he could got a little, he could have a little bit of that going on. SNL's <laughs> on, it, on it with the topical humor as always. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'm sorry, Troy fans that you are in a dry spell, but fans of literally everything else are, are right there with you. Um, except maybe animation, because they are doing some voice acting and stuff from home. But everything is slower, so not great. Yeah. That's a good point you raise about animation. I hope the new season of Bob's Burgers is not going to be delayed. But I know that they're airing one right now. So that yeah, seems fine. Yeah, and of course, I, you know, I 
I'm obsessed with Asia, so I immediately thought anime. But yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. One day I'm going to start all forms of and, and I know Blood of Zeus on uh, Netflix mm. just got cleared for a second season, and I think they've already started on it. I mean, that's one good thing about not that having live action actors. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of animation. You know that, Yogi. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I I am as well. Once I'm done going through the entire discography of Australian pop sensation Troy Sivan, I might start. Uh, <laughs> I might might start. Say uh, the whole thing. Just get I might. It. I might start an animation podcast to talk about Bob's Burgers because I love it. But that's a whole different thing. Let's talk about the song of today's uh, thing. And it was a bit of. A, I had a bit of a, a thought whether to even include the song in, in the episode because uh, it wasn't. Re- it wasn't written by by Troy. He really only performed it. But that's enough for me. He sung it. I'm going to talk about it. But first, as I did last episode, because I cannot play the song for copyright reasons, we have to read these lyrics out, like the poetry they are. Not all of them, though. That would take too much time. But some of them. And I was thinking, you know, you being the guest, do you maybe want to do it? Should I do it? Go ahead. Am I doing this seriously or can I do dramatic actor voices? Read it like the poetry that it is. I was staring at the ceiling. You're so pretty when you're mad. All that I can hear is breathing. Ah, 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 Sorry, I can't do that part. Oh, and we're stuck inside the silence in a cold, cold war. We're too proud to say we're sorry. More ahs. Right now it feels like we're bleeding so deep that we might not get back up. Our words will tear through the surface like a paper, like a paper cut. Right Very now, nice. I don't know why I love oh, you. Oh, you keep going. All right. Oh, sorry. I can stop. Oh, we'll, I mean, we'll I didn't there. really. I should. I should have probably marked down how far we're going to read. Well, you know what? You read the now, other one. So read good. the next verse as well. Read the next yeah. verse. All right. Right now, I don't know why I love you, but by the morning when we wake up, I'll reach for you and remember it was just a paper, just a paper cut. I find refuge in a distance, even when we're breaking down, 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 down. Can we pause it just for one kiss? Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. (laughs) I can't do the ah part. Seriously, it sounds beautiful when he's singing it. Uh, Ah, like that, right? Are are we allowed to hum? Is that against copyright? Uh, I think I might just I might get a strike just for what I just did. Okay, let's not risk it. Okay, so (laughs) we have a song called Paper Cut. Um, the reason we talked about earlier of how you're a big big into Chinese things. You're a PhD student of Chinese literature. And I thought, you know, paper was invented in China. And that is all the excuse I need to invite Amy on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Do you maybe, do you maybe <laughs> want to sh- share a bit of uh, history of, of, of the history of paper in China? TLDR, yeah, of, of the history of paper. I know a lot of people here are like, I'm just here to hear how, about how Troy is awesome and sexy. And we're definitely getting Oh, no, that. it's mostly the podcast is mostly an excuse to talk about other things that I want to talk about. The so, history of paper. Know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But so, maybe keep it short for four. Very you know. short. His, yes. Uh, yes, paper was invented in China, and uh, that is the, the the first example of of documents on paper that we have uh, is from China, and of course, it's one of the major inventions. They also invented block printing, uh, what we know as gunpowder, which was exploding power originally just used for fireworks, not for killing people, and the compass, all sorts of things. 
So yes, it was invented in China and you might've heard the death by a thousand cuts. And a lot of people also associate that with China. Um, that was actually normally used as a form of torture to get information out of people, not necessarily a way to kill them, but it technically people would die from the torture of a thousand torture of a thousand cuts because they were not, uh, they were not confessing. They were not giving up information. Hmm. When we say cuts, they, <laughs> when cuts. we say cuts, are we, are we actually talking about like paper cuts? So the death by a thousand cuts is literally, so there's something called the Tong legal code from about 600 CE and it has all these crimes and punishments in it. And one of them is to be tortured and cut every time when you don't answer. And some people have actually died from that. So it's not, they're not cutting you with paper, but Chinese invented paper and death by a thousand cuts is a Chinese reference. Hence why I'm here. Boom. (laughs) It's also the name of this episode. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, death by a t- thousand cuts yes, death. Um, and the thing about a thousand cuts I think actually Yogi that connects with this song and with paper cut is that it's not necessarily that the the one cut right it's this culmination of all the cuts and with the paper cut especially because this appears to be about basically a falling out with someone right. it's also when you think about a paper cut I don't know about you but my paper cuts bleed a crap ton and then I have to stop the bleeding and put on a Band-Aid because otherwise I'm going to keep hurting it when I like try to turn a page or something. So I think what's interesting about kind of what they're, I think they're doing in this song with the idea of a paper cut also is that it's something that can be re-injured. It's kind of like a scar left over, just like when you have a bad breakup. <laughs> and it hurts so much. Yes, and it, it, it's it's so small like ridicu- too, but it's... ridiculously much. Like yes. I would rather cut myself. I've I've cut myself with a knife, and the initial pain is worse. But the paper yeah. cut just it just, it just stings. And I there's would actually rather a scientific stub my toe for and be on the ground for twenty minutes, like in SpongeBob crying, like in a <laughs> in a in a fetal position. You'd rather stub rather your toe in your, while you're doing your cut. spice garden. <laughs> And but cry I for twenty minutes. <laughs> I, you know, I really do. Like, I hate stubbing my toe. I hate so many things. But I think paper cut is something that it's also something that's usually very innocent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to. <laughs> to yeah, that's what I get for reading do a book. This paper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stubbing your toe is also it's in the same like realm of minor injuries that are very hurtful. I stubbed my toe the other day. It was a nice sunny day and there was this guy, there was like this shirtless guy on a bike drove past my house and I ran to, to catch a better glimpse and I stubbed my toe on the table and it hurt oh, very much. Oh man, that's so like I when I thought this this uh, person in the car next to me had really hair and was good hair and was really good looking and I like edged my car forward a little bit to get a better look and then I had a fender bender with the person in front of me. <laughs> so that's that's how thirsty i can that's get. what we get but to get it back to the paper cuts and why they hurt yes. so bad is because there is a bacteria on them that uh, on paper that causes this immense pain for this really really minor not very deep cut um and when i researched this episode i found out that actually there's multiple ac- accounts of people who almost died from like flesh eating bacteria and like gangrene Dang. because they cut themselves on a piece of paper yeah. which is crazy and then when i read that uh, I realized that it's been a very long time since my last paper cut. Like the last one I actively remember was when I was a child. And that one was the one where I was like, Jesus Christ, this hurts so much. Right. Yeah. That it's going to become a permanent memory in my brain about <laughs> right? how much paper cuts hurt. But it, 
I think because, you know, like the modern age, paper's just not really used that much anymore, which is a good thing because, you know, poor trees have to because die for it. Because it's evil and wants to kill you? Oh. <laughs> no, but it, it also hurts, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's been a long time. I have i don't cut myself on paper a whole lot. It hasn't happened. Yeah. In like the last five years, I think. I... So I, I have ebooks, obviously, especially with Corona as a student and as a teacher, I need to have ebooks because I don't necessarily have access to the library all the time. Uh, with COVID, everyone's all over the place, but I do prefer paper books. And I think something interesting too is something I've noticed is the quality of the paper, like crappier paper will, is, will, I've cut myself much more on crappy paper than on like nice thick paper. Yeah, because like the thinner, because like the thinner something is, the more likely it is to to cut your skin. That's another yeah. thing about paper cuts. That's why paper cuts you because it's just a very very thin edge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I also go. You know, getting a slightly away from the paper cut metaphor, which we'll obviously come back to. I really like the the line that starts with "In a cold, cold war, we're too proud to say we're sorry." And that, like, when I first heard it, that lyric actually really stuck out to me because I think that's really common in relationships, especially ones that are tumultuous. You kind of, uh, you do realize you both have done wrong, but you kind of get in your corner and you get stubborn about it. Yeah. Uh, And I, I, like, my first serious relationship was a lot like that. So I... I, I think about eras for songs so it could be when I listen to the song what was my life like then and that's like that that's kind of snapshot of my life but other times the song will describe kind of a part of my life and I think my first this a lot of this is really resonating with my first real relationship was which was not healthy I will um I will <laughs> I will say that right now and yeah very clear they tend to not be and you don't know what you're doing the first time, you know? Yeah. It's practice for, a, you know, a good relationship. Unless you really get lucky the first time. Um, I know cute. someone who is marrying their high school sweetheart. It does happen, but it is rare. That is cute. I, I'm, I have the very unique position that my first relationship is currently also my last relationship. I've only oh, had well, the we got to fix that. I'm going to be And I didn't get lucky. Well, Yogi? I mean, during COVID kind of <laughs> set me back like one and a half yeah. years of, of no... But yeah, well, we'll get back. We'll get back into that song. Talk about all those great points that you raised, which were the only points that I wrote down. So thanks for that, Amy. Um, That's what I'm here for, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but first of all, some some little background. So we got Paper Cut, right? It's a song by a German DJ called Zed. And that is the name chosen because it is the way that English people pronounce the last letter in the alphabet. Oh. That's literally the entire reason. Yeah, they say from A to Z. Yeah. A to Z. Uh, I think that, that's uh, people, it. a lot of people in India do as well because of uh, British English. Yes. So. Because of colonialism. Colo- and... Wow. It's almost like I'm interested in talking <laughs> about Orientalism and colonialism. Yes. <laughs> it is a song from Z's second studio album, True Colors. And in this album, Papercut pre- represented the color white because it is about paper. Well, it's not really about paper, but paper is white. It's the color white. It's true colors. And it features vocals of Australian pop sensation Troy Sivan, of course. Of and course. it was written it was written by Zed, Julia Michaels, Sam Martin, Lindy Robbins, Jason Evigan, and Austin Paul Flaws. 
And it was produced by Zed. And it was released as the third single on July 17th, 2015. I stole all those informations from the introductory paragraph on the Wikipedia page. Nice. Uh, Zed You're himself, allowed to do that. My students are not. I am. <laughs> I, Zed himself. Is Zed a man? That's I a great I should have looked question. that up. That's... I think I think I looked that up. <laughs> Let's go with they them just to be so I don't have Let's to make another correction that, you know, next episode. We should episode. be using that for everyone anyway in my opinion. Very so. true. Okay, so Zed people. has said about this song, quote, I thought Papercut would probably be my least favorite song on the album, I assume. Actually, because it's so long and it's not very catchy, it's unconventional and has this long dip in the middle which to me makes what, wait, which to me is like the movie moment where you close your eyes and see Inception or Interstellar. I love that kind of stuff, but I thought people wouldn't. Well, I don't like Inception or Interstellar, but I do like the song Papercut, and I do think it's catchy. It is long, though. It's seven minutes long. Yeah, I. that's fascinating. I, um, I found it catchy... Maybe yeah. not necessarily the lyrics, but the the piano starts out that then takes it into the uh, the electric instrumental, and it's that same. I don't I don't want to get us <laughs> copyrighted, but there the, <laughs> the way that the piano was playing, the tune, the melody of the piano in the beginning is then once eh, about like thirty ish seconds in, it transfers to fully electronic, and it's that same melody but built with other instrumentals in the background and that's exactly that is what i call the sweet formula of music when it comes to edm you want a more classic instrumental in the beginning and it because and it builds right you add more uh elements onto it again and again but you don't overwhelm and that's what i liked about this song a lot of edm songs they just come at you with all of the like you know, it's like they're at the soundboard and they're drunk and they're just kind of messing with all these sounds, you know? Right. And it doesn't and have was... a central heart. There needs to be a heart of the song. And in Paper Cut, it's the, I'm going to do it really quietly. Over and over again. That is the heart of the song. enough, they won't hear us. And it keeps going. Everyone just be quiet. Right right in the reviews that were totally great with copyright and were awesome. And also, I really like the dip. Yeah, I like yeah, the dip the, in the, the middle. Hook, it's right? like the moment it's where really when you're catchy. clubbing, that's yes. the one where everyone goes nuts. Yeah, that's where you're you're like you're kind of making your way to your dance floor. You got your drink. You got to make sure that no one spilled alcohol on your dress. You know how it is, Yogi. Mm. And you know, so you're preparing, and it's like, oh, pretty, you know, uh, piano. But you know, it's about to get awesome in the club, which I haven't obviously been to in over for a year. And- yeah. Don't miss as much as I thought, actually, but do miss some things. I do. Anyway. I, I miss it more than I thought I would. That's funny because I, anyway, I think it's mostly because uh, I used to go clubbing a lot about three years ago, and I think I burned mm. myself out. Mm. Yeah. It, back, Especially back in 2016, 2017, when that uh, Closer song was so hot at the time, Chainsmokers with Hous- Housley. I can never say your name. Housley. Anyway, that's a great clubbing no song. And this about. kind of reminds me of that as far as building up and those both do the, yeah, Closer and Paper Cup both have that build up. And you're exactly right, Yogi. Whenever that beat drops, that is when people in the club are going to be like, oh my God, Troy's in. Yeah, that's what when is the it? Australia's pop sensation. Starts. I forget your tagline. Australian line. pop sensation, Troy Savan. Yeah, Australia's pop sensation, Troy Savan. That's exactly uh, what's going to be happening South in Africa the South Africa born Australian pop sensation, Troy Savan. Oh, I didn't know that he was. Uh, he was South African. He was born in South Africa. Yeah. Was he in, raised there though? Like, you know, I think they moved when he was like four. 
Okay, it's still Which, an interesting fact, origin story, though. Fun fact, I pointed this out on the last episode. That was only, like, very very shortly after apartheid had ended. I was about to say. If and he's he, only, like, 25. If he's Yeah, I was about nuts. to say he's a couple of years younger than me. So uh, I would think that he... That would have barely been outside of the range of apartheid. And as we know, uh, today and in the 90s and early 2000s, it's, you know, even though apartheid has abolished the kind of leftover institutions and, and inequalities are still there. But this is not the yeah. apartheid podcast. This is about it's not the ap- us, <laughs> about South African-born Australian pop That sounds so depressing, the apartheid podcast. That sounds so depressing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. Let's go yeah. back to talking about fun Let's EDM go back. sung by... I have another quote here in my script, <laughs> and then I'm done with the script, which I did half-ass for this second episode because I'm kind of slumped with other things. And it's a quote by Troy talking about the song. And he said this thought-provoking thing. I just went into the studio one day and recorded the vocal and left. And that was it. You know what? Sometimes that's what it takes to create magic. Sometimes you, know? you gotta make a pay- paycheck. And, no, uh, you gotta, look, I'm a hip-hop fan. You gotta make that paper. I'm here for yeah. it. Troy and Zed never yes. met, they never met making the song. Not once. Well, I mean, that is kind of the wave of the future. Yeah. <laughs> not meeting they were people doing, you work with or know in person. So, they were doing Corona before Corona was Seriously, they were, yeah, they were. Oh, and actually, uh, going a little bit back to white, this idea of white, Yogi, that kind of caught right. my attention because, you know, you think of many things, you think of purity, um, and, as, and it's actually technically the same in Eastern culture, particularly in China, Japan, and I believe also Korea, you wear white to a funeral, right? It's the color of mourning, whereas, you know, we wear black in the West and you would think, oh, that's the color of death. And that is true, but it is also the color of someone basically moving beyond the this realm, which is impure into a more, you know, pure kind of, that there is no, not necessarily any heaven originally in Eastern teachings, but it's like a different realm or reincarnated or all sorts of different explanations but this idea of white as kind of purity and then for this song to be about hurt and about loss and um also i think about kind of going over the edge as well right like it talks about we're we're bleeding we might not be able to get back up right stuck inside the silence it's a very static meaning these lyrics you know it makes you feel like you're standing in place and that's often what it feels like in a relationship that uh, you're holding on to, but is going nowhere. Yeah, it's that standoff. Like the, the song has that that. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dichotomy, I guess, between on the one hand talking about like deep cuts, bleeding, mm-hmm. and then on the other hand, it's like, oh no, it was just a paper cut. We're fine. It's sort of like this idea of how you can have these intense fights. Yeah, and then the next day it seems like it, it was just a little paper cut. But exactly. also, I think um, going back to the what you said earlier, the death by a thousand cuts can very much be a thing because a lot of relationships don't necessarily end in that one relationship destroying super big argument. But it's all those tiny little cuts Absolutely. over many moons and years, yes. and eventually you just you bled out, and that's it. 
yeah, that's how it often happens. Like you see, I'm I'm rewatching Degrassi, which is a Canadian high school drama, TV drama, and often you'll they'll show these blow breakups as these big blow ups, and then they'll have a couple of breakups which I think are more realistic, where it's these tiny little things that build up, and finally there's something that you know the straw that breaks the camel's back, but it's all of these little tiny paper cuts, right? All of these, and it's it also seems kind of like you were saying, Yogi, a little dismissive in that you, and I remember exactly how this feels, you would wake up the next morning and it could be a whole new world, even though last night you were screaming at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Which and I, mean, I now, are... you know, very different from my early 20s, I now know how to communicate in a mature way that does not include raising my voice. I have not yelled at a partner or anyone really for over five years, and it's cleansing, that does sound very, very uh, sound like you've got your Zen together. Yeah, I've got I've got my uh, Zen going. I I am Buddhist. Good. I'm not Zen Buddhist, but I am Buddhist. So that's you know you gotta gotta keep it yeah. keep it chill, keep it right, keep it. Tight. Yeah, I think I think the more light <laughs> version to read this song would be this idea that just uh, it's just about this experience of having a massive argument and then the next day being like eh, it's just a paper cut. But then on the other hand, there is that other dimension to it where, as we said earlier, some people die from flesh-eating bacteria because they get paper cuts. Paper cuts are no laughing matter. Yeah. And this song shouldn't act, shouldn't act like yeah. paper cuts are harmless. <laughs> yes. so don't say just a paper cut mm-hmm. unless you want to be eaten by a bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's also – this is something that um, I think actually could be applied to trauma overall, which is kind of the the downsizing of it, that the the, the those who ex- – experience the trauma and those around them often do where you there's a very traumatic event and it hurts a lot and it's and it really affects you and then over time your brain because it wants to protect itself and you kind of want to move on the trauma becomes to feel a little bit less and a little bit more like just a paper cut right so there's also this kind of coping mechanism i think that is integrated in this song yeah definitely definitely and what we always try to do here on Joy talk is we try to extract some 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 meaning or lesson from this song that we can apply in our everyday gay lives um and this obviously the song being about relationships and these tiny little little cuts i think on the one hand if you just go by the very surface uh, meaning that it's just you know you can have big fights sometimes but then they turn out to be tiny little paper cuts mm-hmm. and that's it then there's not really much to be taken away from that but if we're going and in, in the direction where we say, yeah, we know too many paper cuts and still not good. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's this idea that in a relationship, maybe this pattern of we yell and yell and yell, and then it's all good. The next morning is not the most healthy way, even though to some extent <laughs> yeah. it's normal, but there's a point. It has been normalized, it, especially in, in, in our culture, I think too, that's something to mention is that, you know, Yogi is mentioning how the people themselves kind of see it as normal. That doesn't come from everywhere. Society tells us there's this idea in society that like, oh, if you fight, it's because you're passionate and you care about that. And that's that. In my experience, that is bullcrap. It's that's not true. Uh, now, mm. you should have disagreements. This does not mean like I disagree with my partner all the time, but we do not fight. There's a difference. Right. Maybe it's just a metaphor that doesn't work that well. Because a paper cut is not laughing matter. It does hurt a lot. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh, I, th- actually... I think the, the point that Zed's trying to make 
is I think just it's a song about this experience. It's not necessarily a song about trying to 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 have, make any kind of point or lesson. It's just an observation. But we can distract extract from that the idea that we this is not how things should go. Mm-hmm. You just take the you just get hurt and then you wake up the next morning, you stare at the ceiling and you say, ah, 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 ah. And, then, yes. and then it's and then it's and then you're you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta talk it out. You gotta you gotta sit and, down, and you gotta work there's... through your disagreements. And I think there was one too, something about I'm scrolling through the lyrics, something about like keeping at a distance. Okay, I find refuge at a distance even when we're breaking down. That one hit hard. I don't know. Are you a Drake fan at all, Yogi? I am not. Okay, well, he has this song called Passion Fruit, and it's about a couple breaking up, but they're kind of holding on to each other anyway. And um, this reminded me a lot of that song, which is where you just, you kind of like, you kind of have this cognitive dissonance. You kind of separate this, like you, you feel that this relationship is permanent and it doesn't feel like there's really a way to get out of it. So you kind of put things on the shelf. And I think that's what paper cut can, you know, ignoring a paper cut can kind of be equated with is just kind of, I'm going to deal with this later. Like, I'm not going to deal with this right now. I am like, I remember being in a relationship like this. You're emotionally overwhelmed all the time. Your emotional energy level is always depleted. Very and so you true. just don't deal with the bigger questions of, should I even be in this relationship? Right? Yeah. And then the flesh eating bacteria are going to get uh, you. Yes. And then you do die. So um, yeah. that's, that's or in, you, in, if you've learned metaphor, anything from in, this podcast. <laughs> in the metaphor, I think what the flesh eating bacteria is you breaking up. Yes. Or your relationship falling apart because it's yeah you can't just take paper cut after paper cut even though again to some extent it is normal to blow up every now and then and then wake up the next morning and be like yeah I may or may not have overreacted yeah I actually Yogi I this I also am interested in queer studies I think you could also do a queer reading of this about oh yes please do that's what we're here to do that's, oh my god yeah that's, that's, that's okay. what we do. So I'm just thinking about this kind of idea where these thoughts will come into your head uh, that are queer. They are not straight. And you kind of, the next day, you can chalk it up to, um, for me, I'm bisexual. So for me, it's like, well, women are just pretty. That's we're, we're just pretty. So I'm just thinking that woman's pretty, right? You kind of downplay it like you would with a paper cut, right? That's a good point, yeah. I mean, you you can apply it to loads of things where it's like, oh, yesterday it seemed like a big deal, but now it's just a little paper cut. Mm-hmm. It's not as deep as I thought, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. Very I, good point. Yeah, I, I actually think you could go way further than that, and especially people who are um, gay and not bisexual I think would also definitely be able to speak a little bit more on to this because their desires uh, I can, I hate to use the word normal, but I I can be accepted by heterosexual society just because I technically am half of them. (laughs) I'm half like (laughs) them. Yeah. It is easier for bisexual people to put those feelings on the shelf because they can always fall back into into a heteronormative lifestyle. Yes, and especially easier with the parents. Um, My mom fully understands what it means. I I don't think my my dad does fully understand (laughs) that just because I might be with a man, that doesn't change things, right? Yeah. 
So I think it also, you know, this, this kind of, this idea of the paper cut and, and all of that, um, I also kind of gives me a little bit of a feeling of being overwhelmed, right? It definitely sounds like what Troy is talking about is kind of having um, a lot going on emotionally to the point where, you know, you are ignoring your own pain. Uh, and I think that is easily done in someone who is in the closet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just any kind of, of pain where, as you said earlier, where the brain after a while just goes, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It was just a little paper cut. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the bacteria that are eating your, your flesh. <laughs> you've, you've, you know, you've I really gleaned onto keep... that. Now I'm afraid you're never going to touch paper again. Well, they, they are, they, it did shock me. And I'm just, I keep saying flesh eating bacteria, but I don't know how they, how do they work? What does that mean? They eat your flesh? Yeah, I'm not the right person to ask. I'm the language person and language and culture person. Uh, yeah. I'm not the yeah. science person. So, you know what? I don't want this to This is now turned it. into a flesh eating virus podcast. No, please, no, please. please. <laughs> you, no, but I can yeah, tell I think... you've lost sleep over this. No, yeah, but we've distilled, we've distilled, I think, the core meaning of this of this song and the core message. And we did reach the 40 minute mark, which not that there is a mark, but last episode, I didn't even make it to 20. So it's always great to have guests on. I'm very good at blabbing. That's kind of what it's I very do. Very good. Yeah. Do you have anything, <laughs> anything more you want to blab about? Um, with this song? Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. kind of what we're here to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I was just making sure I didn't know. You... Oh, no, no, this is the last second. Yeah, yeah, we're just yeah. going to finish it up and then you can go do important stuff again. <laughs> what do you mean? Talking about South African born Australian pop cessation source is my life. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I think probably the line that um, really resonated with me to the point where I it almost gave me PTSD for my first relationship was the part about right now. I don't know why I love you. And I really, um, I, I really kind of feel that where it's, you have all these feelings and you have them all the time about this person. And, but there are moments where the awfulness is so awful that you can't remember, right. The negativity kind of outweighs the positivity and that, when that balance is too much, that's usually when fights happen or breakups happen. Yeah. Because every relationship has those moments where you have to sit down and ask yourself, why, why, why do I, you know, what, what do I have in this relationship? And what do I feel about the other person? And yeah. sometimes having those thoughts is normal. Though it is a bit of a warning sign. But if, if, you... if they're constant... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I if you say, keep so, yes. coming back to it, yeah, maybe especially you're not you know happy. if you're about to get engaged or get married or or do, do move in, have a long term anything, you're supposed to get cold feet a little bit and think about it. Mm. But if this is just a normal day and you're wondering about it, you know, listeners, I'm not telling you to break up with your partner break, or partners if you're Polly, um, but you know, you have to uh, to realize that you know it should be. It it's not supposed to be like eighty percent hard and twenty percent awesome, you know. <laughs> they love does take work, but it should not be a job if that makes yes. sense. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 
It shouldn't feel like work. Ex- yes. I mean, it takes a lot of work, but it should be fun work. A labor of love, if you will. Yes, it's a, it's a good mixture. No, what, no one like no relationship sustains itself just on love, because you know the brain doesn't really work that way. Usually, the uh, the initial like giddy loveliness wears yeah, off after a couple of months. Yeah, the serotonin levels drop after about three months. Yeah, and then so it's just like it's do we gets still... real then. Yeah. Like I don't know. Have you seen How I Met Your Mother, Yogi? I have. Yes. It's like the exits, right, that Barney has. Like at three months or six months, you're like on this highway of a relationship and you have certain exits and you can take them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you have been every single exit you have been, possibility you've been having these feelings, then maybe it's time to reassess. It's kind of, I think, where what Paper Cut um, could say to someone who is currently in this relationship, type of relationship. Exactly. Have your fights. It's normal. Well, don't uh, make some... sure you don't die the death of a thousand cuts, though. This has Even been some is... cutting edge analysis. Oh <laughs> <I'm> god! <sorry. laughs> oh my god! You know, I wanted to make a good a good pun, but I blanked. Because oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> that's it. I'm shutting it down. I'm shutting it down. This is 45 the end of the podcast forever. Only two episodes. Thank two you. Two episodes in. I uh, just realized that I forgot to look up what the next episode is going to be about. It's whatever song is next chronologically on the Wikipedia list of chronological, you know, songs of oh, wow. Australian so you're pop just going sensation. Like, chronologically through the discography, then. Yeah. Okay. I started with "Happy Little Pill," first ever self-written single. Now I did "Paper Cut," which is you know technically just he went into a booth and sang songs for someone else. But yeah, so most of the credit goes to Zed. Good lyrics and good song. Good vocals by Troy Sivan. Good message. And a great analysis by Amy, my guest. Thank you. <laughs> what more <laughs> can I say? Fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I, and... I still can't believe you you started this podcast. It was, uh, we, you were just joking. We were joking about your thirst for Troy and uh, we did. We did. look what's happened. Well, all my best ideas start out as jokes. And we'll see for we'll see for how long I can keep it going. You're certainly welcome to return anytime you want to, because it's nice to have someone else to talk to when doing. Oh this. yeah, and I, I love talking about music, and it's something that I this is I don't really create content on. I, I tend to create content on comics, TV shows, uh, movies, and yeah, it's nice to actually talk about music because I do have a lot of thoughts. So yes, and as I said, all of you listeners, if you have fallen in love with Amy and her analysis skills. While listening to this, you can find all of her links in whatever description of whatever uh, platform you're listening to this on. I just ended my sentence with a preposition. That's okay. I will allow it. It doesn't It's just a paper cut. Don't worry. Ha 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 ha. Well, thank you for doing a podcast with me. Thanks to everyone who's uh, at home or wherever listening to it. Stay healthy during these corona times. Stay beautiful. And I will see you for the next episode. Goodbye.